All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Nick Sports Talk with your host, Nick Squartino. So today we've got a lot of news that has happened in the NHL. Um, we're going to be talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves firing their head coach, um, the NBA All-Star Game and the starters and reserves, um, spring training starting, and some more uh, soccer news this week. So... Starting off, I'd like to just talk about um, how Tiger Woods uh, was hurt, uh, hurt pretty badly in a car crash yesterday. Um, he's now awake, thank God, and um, I just want to wish him the uh, the best and speedy recovery. Um, the L.A. County Sheriff has stated that uh, Tiger Woods was not uh, drunk and that this was an accident. So it's good to hear that, you know, he wasn't impaired, but there's still some confusion around exactly what happened. So I'm hoping in the next few days we fully understand exactly what happened. But, um, you know, Tiger Woods is a golf legend and you wouldn't want this to happen to uh, anybody. So I'm happy that he uh, he's recovering now and... Hopefully, uh, hopefully soon in the future, we'll see him back out on the golf course. So moving on to the NHL. Now, this is going to be one of my favorite topics to talk about all uh, all week. Um, Nico Heischer made his uh, debut uh, last week for the New Jersey Devils. And with that, he was named the 12th captain in Devils history. And he's also become the youngest captain in the NHL at 22 years old. Now, a lot of you may not know, but I'm a big Nico Heischer fan. I've loved loved him ever since he the Devils drafted him, and he's been fantastic, uh, a fantastic centerman for them for the last uh, few years because he's now in his fourth NHL season. So it's great to one see him back out on the ice, and two see him with that captain's patch on the uh, on the jersey because uh, the last captain they had was Andy Green, but they ended up trading him last year to the New York Islanders. So they were captainless up until now, but it's nice to see them pick a, a younger guy on the team as the captain so he can kind of grow into this role and become an even better uh, teammate on and off the uh, ice for the Devils. Um, some more Devils news is uh, Travis Sajak played his 1,000th NHL game. He's been, he's been in the league for 13 years with the New Jersey Devils. This season, he has two goals, zero assists, and two points, but his lifetime stats for the Devils are 197 goals, 337 assists, and 534 points. So he's got a, a very good record with the uh, New Jersey Devils. It's nice to see uh, him play his 1,000th game and have it be all with the uh, same organization who drafted him. So, you know, that's always something great. Um, now, Lake Tahoe hosted two uh games this uh this past weekend and uh the first game colorado and the las vegas golden knights had an eight hour delay because of poor ice conditions because this game is played in the middle of the afternoon and the nhl didn't factor in hey if the sun's out the sun no matter how cold it is is still going to melt the ice so the ice conditions uh, in the rink started to get very poor to the point that a lot of players were falling and referees were falling so they delayed the game for eight hours and it resumed at 12.49 a.m. and didn't finish until 1.49 a.m. that night. So, kind of crazy, but uh, Las Vegas ended up losing to Colorado 3-2. Um, so, 
it kind of stinks that it was a you know Las Vegas had to wait all that time and still couldn't get anything going. Lost three two, but you know there's always uh, the next game. So then the Bruins uh, the next day on Sunday at seven thirty after they moved the times around played the um, fl- uh, played the Flyers and ended up beating them seven three in the second game of Lake Tahoe. Um, David Pasternak was on fire for the Bruins once again, scoring a hat-trick. So that was a very good, uh, interesting game to watch. Um, also this weekend, the uh, the Devils fall twice this weekend, losing to the Sabres 3-2 and the Capitals 4-3. And they played great in the first half of both of those games. But all both games, they fell apart in the third period, which was kind of hard to watch. They couldn't get anything going on offense. Their defense was uh, playing poorly. And, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood can't do everything for them and they also had uh Aaron Dell play his first game for the Devils so um they both did they both did all right it's just when your defense is giving up a lot of shots and uh your team is given a given up a lot of uh bogus pa- uh, power play opportunities for the other team you know you can't save everything so they also the Devils fell again last night to the uh, Buffalo Sabres losing 4-3, or uh, not 4-3, 4-1. Uh, it was an f- awful game to watch. Uh, they just did not get anything clicking on offense or defense, and the Sabres capitalized on just about everything. So they play the Sabres again on Thursday, so hopefully that could be a little bit of a better showing and they can uh, hopefully win a game. Uh, the Rangers defeated the Capitals on Saturday the 20th, um, 4-1. Uh, Alex Lafreniere scored, and Artemi Panarin had two assists. And now moving on to other Rangers news uh, regarding Artemi Panarin. He has taken a leave of absence in the wake of allegations being directed towards him from his uh, former KHL coach, Andre Nazarov. And he stated that he got into a physical altercation with an 18-year-old woman in Latvia in 2011. Panarin has since then denied these allegations and has said that this is an intimidation tactic being used because of his comments he made about political events recently in Russia. The KHL actually responded today saying that they have no evidence of a complaint about Panarin on this whole situation. So um, this is all we have right now for this situation, but I will keep you, uh, everybody, um, up to date about what exactly um, happens. Um, as of for the Rangers... Tonight, they uh, play the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, so that'll be a pretty good game. Um, In other news around the league, uh, the Anaheim Ducks have waived Adam Henrique. Uh, He has three goals, one assist, and four points in 16 games this season. So I still think he'll be a a good third or fourth line center for a team that that will uh, decide to sign him, but... You know, you never know. Age factors into it because he is 30 years old. And on top of that, he has a pretty big contract that he signed with uh, the Ducks. So we'll see who ends up actually deciding to get him. Um, Connor McDavid, who is arguably the best player in the entire NHL, uh, got his 500th NHL point in his 369th game. He is the 21st player in NHL history to do this before their 25th birthday. So far in the season, McDavid has 12 goals, 25 assists, and 37 points in 20 games for Edmonton. That is an absolute unreal stat line this season so far. He's absolutely killing it for Edmonton. So, like always, you know, Connor McDavid will be Connor McDavid. He'll just put up 
bunch of points, bunch of goals, and a bunch of assists and help Edmonton uh, hopefully reach the playoffs. Uh, and then recent news in the NHL, the Montreal Canadiens have fired their head coach, Claude Julien, and their assistant head coach, Kirk uh Muller or Mueller, depending on how you say that, I don't necessarily know. I'm not very good with names, as a lot of you know. Uh, and then this one, I'm going to try to say this name my best, but Dominique Ducharme was named be- uh, was named the interim head coach for the Canadians. They're currently 9-5-4. and four. They're eight points behind the Maple Leafs, but they're in four- the-, the fourth spot, which would qualify them for the playoffs. So... Um, you know, it's kind of strange because, like, you know, they're they're in the playoffs, but at the same time, uh, the reason why he was fired is because uh, since the uh, the beginning of the season, they've won. T- since the be- they were very hot in the beginning of the season, but s- these last few weeks, they're they've won two out of their eight last games, and they lost two back to back shootout uh, games against Ottawa, who's currently in the bottom of the North Division, and you know. You should be beating the team that's in the bottom of the of your division, and you shouldn't have you shouldn't you know lose points by having to go to a a, a shootout either. So uh, the other the other thing with uh, Claude Julien is that he was also one of the highest paid coaches, making five million dollars per season, and his contract ran through twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. I think I'll get another job in the NHL. There's a few coaches currently in the hot seat, and if they get fired, I'm sure that. Um, one of those teams might end up making a play for him, for Claude Julian. So, I don't think his uh, his time uh, unemployed will be uh, very long. But moving on to the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves have fired their head coach Ryan Saunders and hired the Raptors assistant Chris Finch. Finch was an assistant coach with the Rockets, Nuggets, and Pelicans before joining the Raptors. Saunders. Uh, Ryan Saunders' team before he was fired was 7-24. Their offense was ranked 25th overall in the NBA, and their defense was ranked 24th overall in the NBA. This is not great considering they have pieces like Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley, and D'Angelo Russell, even though Russell is currently out. But they still have Ricky Rubio, who has taken over the starting spot and at least knows how the organization is because this is his second stint with the team. Um, And then on Sunday night... The Boston Celtics blew their 24-point lead against the Pelicans and lost 120 to 115 in overtime. So the uh, from the six six minute 29 mark in the third quarter, the Pelicans kept the Celtics to just 34 34 points and shooting 32% from the field. It was their it was the largest comeback in Pelicans history. That is yeah, atrocious on the Celtics part because they're a very good team right now with Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, all these guys, and, you know, only scoring 34 points and uh, shooting 32% from the field from the, uh, the, almost the end of the third quarter to and the whole fourth quarter and uh, most of overtime is something that should not happen for them. So I'm sure that was just a little hiccup in their season, but hopefully that doesn't transition uh, further down the line. Um, then uh, Draymond Green... Got two quick technicals for yelling profanity at opposing players and refs, and the Warriors ended up losing to the Charlotte Hornets. Terry Rozier tied tied the game on two on three uh, the three free throws that he was awarded for the technical fouls and the ejection, and then he 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 took a shot and sunk a a two pointer to uh, 
buzzer beater to beat the uh, Warriors, which is which is great great to watch and uh, listen to the commentary on the uh, uh, for the Hornets uh, announcers it was fan- it was really funny to listen to and it was great to see. Um, now here's a controversial topic that I'm going to talk about this week regarding the NBA and the All Star starters and um, reserves. So the starters were revealed and. I'm all right with the Western Conference. Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, LeBron, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. I think that those are great, um, great players. They've, they're all having very respectable seasons. Um, but the Eastern Conference is where I have the biggest problems. So it's Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Kyrie is the only problem I have with this voting system because he has missed 10 games this season so far. Meanwhile, James Harden, I understand that he was traded to the Nets uh, during the season so far. And Russell Westbrook haven't missed that many games this season. And I believe that Harden is playing better than Kyrie on the Nets. And Westbrook is getting hot in Washington as well. Harden is currently averaging 24.9 points, 7.3 rebounds, and 11.1 assists. And Kyrie is averaging 27.7 points 4.7 rebounds and 5.7 assists the only thing he has on Harden is the points but other than that Harden is beating him in every other category and Westbrook is averaging 19.3 points 9.5 rebounds and 9.7 assists he's almost averaging a, a triple double again he's looking like vintage Westbrook right now and the reserves were actually announced uh the other day for the NBA and the Easter Conference reserves are James Harden Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, and Nikola Vucevic. The Western Conference is Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, and Anthony Davis. So there's just a few snubs that I'd like to talk about for the All-Star selection, and that's Devin Booker, DeMontis Sabonis, and Trey Young. They're all having great seasons, but I think Devin Booker will get We'll get in because I feel like Anthony Davis will not play due to the fact that he's still recovering from a calf strain and an Achilles injury that he's that's been hampering him for these last few weeks and he's currently out for around four weeks. The uh, Lakers have stated so Booker's currently averaging twenty four point seven points, three point eight rebounds, and four point three assists per game. Sabonis I think should should get in. Because he is averaging 21.5 points, 11.6 rebounds, and 5.7 assists per game. And I think that he should get in over Ben Simmons because I don't think Ben Simmons is that great of a player. I I haven't because in this day and age, you need to have a jump shot, and he really does not have one. And Ben Simmons is currently averaging 15.7 points, 8.3 rebounds, and 7.9 assists. And Sabonis is beating him in the points, the rebounds, but not the assists. But still... I still think Sabonis is a better player, and he should have been named in the All-Star Reserves over Ben Simmons. And Trey Young could also also it's also made a case with 27 points per game, four rebounds per uh, per game, and 9.6 assists. But it's a little bit harder for to find him a spot somewhere in the reserves, just because you know uh, you've got Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, all these other great point guards. And uh, Chris Paul, Zach Levine, Harden, you know, it's all these great players, but it's kind of hard for him to fit into that because a lot of them are also putting up a little bit better numbers. So it'll be, 
it'll be interesting to see what happens if uh, some of the players decide to not travel due to the fact that this is going to be in Atlanta. He won't necessarily have to travel because he'll already be in Atlanta, but um, we'll see what happens with uh, if the, you know people decide not to play in it because of traveling or if uh, anything changes with uh, certain people over the next few uh, next few days. The last piece of NBA news is um, the Marcus Cousins was released by the Houston Rockets and who have decided to go younger and use Christian Wood to get him more playing time when he gets back. And I feel like the, the Lakers and the Nets are his best two options right now for slotting right into a team because the Nets need a center because after trading for James Harden, they essentially have no depth and no big men because they traded Jared Allen and Tarian Prince. So I think that he would be a great addition to them because you get a center who can play both sides of the ball really well, gives you 110%. The only thing that needs to be managed is his temper. But I think that Kevin Durant, and he's also already played with James Harden, but I think that Kevin Durant can uh, handle him. Uh, And the Lakers, I feel like, would be another good option for him because even though they do have Marcus Saul and Montrez Harrell, but you're still missing Anthony Davis. So if you could slot Harrell or... um, Harold Marcus all more into like a power forward position or uh, put Demarcus Cousins in a power forward position. I think it would really help them, you know, get another get another big body uh, guy being able to play both sides of the ball really well, like I stated before. But we'll see exactly where he ends up choosing to go or who decides to sign him. So I will keep you guys all updated on that. Um the only MLB news we have this week is uh, starting February 28th, spring training officially starts, and I'm super excited for this because I love baseball, and I'm a huge Yankee fan, so it's going to be nice to see the Yankees back out on the field. Um, and when we get more news about uh, games and um, some players playing and everything like that, I'll keep everybody updated, but as of right now, there's going to be 14 games on the 28th that I'll try to uh, keep everybody updated on. So, swinging right into soccer, uh, we had a very packed weekend with soccer. Arsenal lost to Manchester City 1-0, and right now, Arsenal just needs to focus on Europa League, not necessarily the Premier League, because I know for a fact they wanted to qualify for the Champions League, but the only way you do that is if you uh, win the Europa League for them, and I think they can, I think they've got the players for it, but it'll be... A very hard-fought battle, given the fact that you know you still have some pretty good teams in the uh, in the Europa League, like Manchester United, who dropped down from Champions League, Tottenham, who dropped down from Champions League, and all, a few other uh, teams that have dropped down from Champions League into the Europa League. So it'll be uh, it'll be a very hard-fought battle for them to make it to the, the final, but I think that they can do it. So. I'm hoping for the best with them. Liverpool have looked atrocious because of the lack of available defenders. And this weekend, Jordan Henderson went down with an injury in their 2-0 defeat against Everton. But, you know, that's that's awful for Liverpool. But at the same time, uh, this is Everton's first win at Anfield since 1999, which is pretty incredible. You know, I understand Liverpool wasn't at their best, but still, to uh, break break a curse that's essentially been happening since 1999 is pretty pretty cool for Everton. 
they've been they've been on the rise uh, more recently, given uh, Carlo Ancelotti has really turned that team around with some of his signings, like James Rodriguez and um, a few other notable people. Um, but yeah, Liverpool has to figure out some sort of way to continue staying in the top four if they want to play Champions League next next year. And it'll be tough uh, not having the defensive help that uh, they're missing. Um, moving on to uh, women's soccer, actually. The United States women's national team defeated Brazil in the She Believes Cup 2-0 with goals coming from Megan Rapino and Kristen Press. It's you know good to see the United States team coming back and uh, still being dominant as ever and preparing for the Olympics. So it's good to see that. Um, Inter Milan ends up getting the best of AC Milan. Inter Inter won three nothing with goals coming from Latiro Mar- Lataro Martinez, who scored two goals, and Romelu Lukaku, who scored one goal. Inter now sits atop of the Serie A, which is pretty incredible considering you have AC Milan, who's right there, Juventus, and a bunch of other teams that are still um, trying to finish in the top four. So it'll be cool to see who ends up finishing uh, in what position in the Serie A. Uh, now switching into Spain, um, Messi has now broke Xavi's appearance record in La Liga. Messi made his 506th La Liga appearance, and he's currently on track to beat Xavi's other record, which is which in all competitions, Xavi made 767 appearances for Barcelona, and Messi has made 761. So he'll probably end up beating it this season. But unfortunately, Barca had a bump in their road to it to at least competing for the La Liga title by tying 1-1 to Cadiz. I couldn't say that that team name wrong, so I apologize if I do. They now sit eight points out of first place, but still hold on to a Champions League spot, but they can't keep losing or tying games like this if they either want to finish in Champions League or hopefully contend contend for the title. But um, I think that they just need to... um, figure out some defensive things like defensive tactics out and uh, figure out some things with center back pairings and stuff like that. And I think that once they do that, they can hopefully be a little bit better. Um, Now moving on to our final topic, which is the champions league. Um, Bayern beat Lazio 4-1 with goals coming from Lewandowski, Sané, Musiala, and Osserby scored an own goal for uh, Lazio. Chelsea beat Atletico Madrid 1-0 with a bicycle kick from Olivier Giroud. And then that was Tuesday. And then today, Manchester City beat Borussia Mönchengladbach 2-0 with goals coming from Bernardo Silva and Gabriel Jesus. And Real Madrid beat Atalanta 1-0 with a goal coming from Ferland Mendy. So, um... I'll keep everybody updated on what happens with Champions League in the next uh, set of games. And so that concludes this episode. Um, Thank you for listening. And like always, I'll keep everybody updated on a weekly basis as to what is happening in today's world with sports. So thank you for listening. Goodbye, everyone.